Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Permission to Become podcast. Today, we have a mini episode on permission to grieve. And I have here an expert on the topic of grieving, um, Diana. So hi, Diana. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So let's start with just you telling us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Great. So I'm a life and loss empowerment coach. I help people that know that they are stuck in something in a pattern to help overcome that. What I say affectionately heal their shit to become their authentic, aligned and empowered self. Mm, Oh, that's so beautiful. And that totally aligns with the mission of this podcast, which is to help people become the truth of who they are. So, so excited to have you here. So um, since we're talking about grief, and I think this is one of these topics where a lot of times I definitely have um, glossed over in my journey of um, transformation and healing. So I'm just really curious, like, how did you start to work with this around this, this topic? Yeah. So grief is something that came knocking at my door and I'll give a little background on how I got here, which is 10 years ago, which blows my mind. It's been 10 years, but 10 years ago, my, one of my sisters was diagnosed with stage four cancer. And that was a really tough time because my family did not have cancer. It wasn't something that ran and it was a shock. It was like, what, how does she have cancer? And she had gastritic cancer, which generally is um, a form of cancer that isn't found until the late stages. And she ultimately lost her battle with cancer, um, 11 months after she was diagnosed. And I didn't know how to process the overwhelming feelings of loss, um, which grief is there's grief by death, but there's also loss. And it's not just grief because somebody dies, but there was the loss of her not being in the future, missed events, memories, and what could have been. So there's so much to the word grief that is so simple in the word, but there's so much layers and complexity. And I didn't know how to process that. I didn't know how to manage. And I honestly can't say that I did manage or process. I did what I knew what to do, which is I stayed busy. That's a form of coping for me. Staying busy was going to work and pretending my like life was normal. Well, fast forward 15 months after that, my other sister took her life and losing somebody with when you know versus losing somebody completely out of left field, unexpected, it really to say the shock is an understatement. It produced a ton of emotions, confusion, and the feelings were different on one. It was loss of what could have been on the other. There was much more anger and uh, how I felt because you know, that's not, not something I would want for anybody. And what her, my sister, this one that took her life, um, her name's Raquel, her loss really was a wake up call. What I say now, a wake up call in the the sense of Diana, what is your life? What matters to you and what are you doing? And a big part of it was, I knew I had to understand this thing called grief. I had to understand these feelings, these emotions. I'm kind of uh, sharing, you know, as I'm sharing about this, there's one piece that I was omitting, which was I was staying busy when my other sister passed away from cancer. However, 
in staying busy and avoiding my feelings, I actually started to get a ton of anxiety and it was really impacting me at a level that I couldn't articulate. And I felt very alone. So when my sister took her life, I had to, I didn't have a choice. It was forefront in front of me. And I had to get very curious about what is this thing? And that's what started the journey on discovering what are these feelings, these emotions, how do I cope? What do I do to navigate? And I realized in learning how to process my own grief, which came through coaching, a coaching really helped me and honestly changed my life, saved me from myself, as I affectionately said, say, and And what I realize is we need to talk about this more. So I love helping people not just heal loss, but really to become empowered because it's so crucial, so crucial to dive into those feelings of grief and loss, which by the way, can be produced by so many different events. It's not just death that produces grief or loss. Yeah, definitely. And I think, um, you brought up really interesting that nuance of loss and grief. And I love for you to just share with the audience sort of what's your definition of or or the, the difference between loss versus grief. For me, grief is truly, I call it the jungle gym of emotions because <laughs> one day you're angry, one day you're sad, one day you feel hopeless and not just in a day, in an hour, mm-hmm. uh, a birthday, an event can happen. And it's that sadness that overcomes. And then that turns into anger. And I had that anger with my sister that took her life. Like, why would you do these things? Mm-hmm. And so for me, grief, I call it that jungle gym of emotions. Whereas with loss, I do feel that loss can be more of a higher level of that sense of what could be or isn't or couldn't Mm -hmm. have been. Um, So it's not just one emotion. I I guess it could be one emotion, but for me, it's just, I I actually use them very interchangeably. Um, But I do feel that grief has this complexity of tons of emotions that feels almost difficult to unpack. And that's where coaching can really help unpack what are all those emotions, because we do get a ton of emotions depending on the event um, from the loss. So, and I also call loss as an event of losing a job, losing a boyfriend, a relationship, right? Those events, I call them as loss as well. And I'm curious, is one sort of, does one cause the other? So for example, does the loss then cause this jungle gym of emotions called grief uh, and how do they kind of like interplay yeah it's it's also it feel like it's a ping pong table is the best analogy where where your loss can create grief and those jungle gym of emotions those jungle gym of emotions spiral into the loss again of reinforcing that and so it kind of goes back and forth back and forth and the beauty though really for the audience is it it's not something to be feared. Mm. You can learn to play this game. You can learn to play the ping pong game of understanding, okay, what mm-hmm. is producing my grief? What was the loss event? What is the emotions I'm feeling with my grief and get curious about it and learn to dance with it. Because when we learn to dance with our emotions, we become empowered to manage the emotions versus the emotions managing us. And I do believe that that's, for example, for me that I shared earlier, 
I was having anxiety. I believed I was not dancing with my emotions. I was Mm -hmm. running away from my emotions and my emotions were just knocking at the door, trying to get a hold of me Mm -hmm. and would produce the anxiety. So we can dance with our emotions. We can dance with our grief. We can learn from our losses and really in that, when we give ourselves permission to learn to dance with that, Mm. we get the wisdoms and the nuggets and that's powerful. I love the term dancing with the emotions. It almost makes it um, just more lighthearted. Yes. Like I'm seeing like someone like waltzing with like, Yes. (laughs) yes, but I'm kind of curious, like, why is it that we fear grief or like you said, um, you were running away from these emotions, um, of loss. Yes. This is something that really, um, is something I'm very passionate about. I think there is a fundamental society systemic taboo around grief and emotions. And that's one piece. So when somebody is grieving, feeling loss, and if somebody has the courage to share that with a loved one, the other piece to the equation is not many people know how to support somebody who is going through an event. So what happens is very unfortunately, somebody has the courage to share. I'm feeling at loss. I'm grieving. I feel sad. I feel angry. And another well-meaning person, a loved one, this happens very often, will dismiss it by saying, oh, don't feel too bad, or it's not a big deal, or it will get better. And that um, lack of validation or holding just the space for the emotions can enable the griever or the person experiencing loss to feel alone. Like, okay, my emotions have been invalidated. I feel loss. And so it becomes this energy of, I need to grieve alone because I can't share openly. And again, this isn't the other person for being a jerk or not. It's really not knowing how to properly support somebody in grief. And I know this is a systemic thing because, and I say systemic in the sense of society, I know it's society because think about about corporations, corporations on average give five days of bereavement for a death. That's a death, but as I mean, if you don't mind me sharing, but even for women, when we have PMS, it's not like we can just take off, you know, we have to continue working. <laughs> so let's just think about like the everyday reactions that aren't necessarily supported. So the fact that not many companies um, have proper bereavement, other topics such as a breakup or career loss aren't necessarily given space or permission to grieve. The, th- those external environments provide cues as if my grief is bad, I shouldn't share, I need to get over it. And more importantly, or more dangerous, unfortunately, the griever is that there's a sense of feeling that I'm alone in this journey. And not you're not alone. Unfortunately, we don't have the right support system, which is why I'm so passionate about talking about this. Oh, that's so interesting that essentially we were we're set up, not set up um, in the system to actually facilitate grieving and even give that spaciousness and time to properly almost like I'm feeling just, just get in touch with our emotions and process. Exactly. And, and, and it starts so young kids, boys, girls are told boys don't cry. Girls don't cry. So those are the subtle cues we have throughout our lifetime around how, what it means 
to get in touch with our emotions. And when I say emotions, and this is where grief is really coming into play, ultimately grief is the yucky emotions. It's the combination of all those yucky, low vibing, the ones we try to avoid like the plague. It's essentially the, it's, it's the, you know, security guard for all of them or, you know, the bouncer. Um, but, but yeah, so that's, that's the truth of it. Grief is all these yucky emotions. And as a society, we don't embrace emotions. So that's what makes grieving feel as a isolating solo journey. And it, it doesn't have to be a lot of people have lost and a lot of people grieve every single day. Right, right. And I think you mentioned earlier that the loss oftentimes it doesn't have to be catastrophic. It can be a loss yeah. of a job or a loss of, um, I don't know, something that you're passionate about yeah. and, and, and just kind of this integrating the life. So I kind of want to get into the juicy part of this conversation, which is like, how can we actually start to engage with the process of grieving and perhaps even like ritualize it in our, in our day-to-day um, practice. I'm just kind of curious. And some of the practices that I have, so I want to give three practical practices. And I think it's first, first, just taking a step back, give yourself permission to be honest with yourself of what you're feeling. You don't have to go and share with somebody, especially if they're not going to be supportive, but being honest of what am I feeling? What I'm feeling sad. And rather than judgment of the feeling, embracing it. And one way I embrace, so a practical ritual is journaling it out. What am I feeling? And another question within what am I feeling is where is this coming from? And where is this coming from is helpful to just unpack the layers of the grief itself or the loss, right? Like sometimes I always remember that I used to be in relationships that didn't work out and I would do this practice of journaling. Okay. I feel sad. Where is this coming from? Well, it's coming from this not working out. And then the other question I ask is what does this mean? And the truth is I would be sad at the worry that maybe I would never meet the right person. And, and so when we give ourselves permission to dig into the feelings of where is it coming from and what does this mean? And that's why I love the practice of journaling out. For me, it's a good medium. For others, it could be listening to music that can really communicate. And there's many mediums, right? For me, that helped me unpack my grief and look at it with permission versus with the judgment of, oh, this relationship didn't work out, right? And so that's very practical because many of us go through those experiences or whether that's a job or a career or even for a loss such as death, what what am I feeling? Where did this come from? What does this mean? That's where we can get very curious and learn. So that's one practice that I love. The other one is, again, giving self-permission. I love just to really provide self-care. And for me, self-care comes in many forms, but one thing I do every year, and I've done this since my sisters have passed, is I always take off on their anniversaries. And that is my self-care day. It's permission to let whatever feelings come up, come up. It's permission to, if I want to go on a walk in nature to come to do that, if it's self-care to getting a massage or a facial, whatever feels inspired it's just the permission, the container, and therefore there's no judgment. I'm not worried in a 
setting. I don't do client coaching. I've always told my clients like those days are not available. (laughs) It it just gives me permission to allow what bubbles in and out to flow. And some days, some years it's been sadness. Some years have been truly joy because I have things that remind me of my sisters that are very lighthearted and empowering and fun. And that container, that container is really the space that allows me to just permission to flow, whatever needs to come up. So that's the other piece that I think is very important from a ritual perspective. And then third really is to listen to yourself. And it comes into the first and second, just listen to yourself. Like, what do you need? Right? Like I shared what I do for myself, but that doesn't mean that's the right thing for everybody. And it really is. What do you need? And giving yourself that permission, because when you give yourself that permission, I'm like, what do I need? How do I need to be supported? Then again, we're learning to dance with the feelings versus being in denial or or pretending that the feelings aren't there only to then have anxiety or whatever it is that produces it. But giving yourself that permission and asking yourself, what do I need? That's when you start to dance with the loss and the emotions and the grief. Mm, oh, that's yes. beautiful. It just really sounds like these practices that you offered is an entry way for someone to just get close to their true feelings and, and who they are. Yes. 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 And here's the thing at the end of the day, we are human. And I know that sounds so silly. And yet there is a reason why we have these beautiful emotions. There is a reason why we have not just high vibing, really fun ones, but the spectrum, because the spectrums tell us what the low vibing emotions tell us is when we don't feel authentic or aligned to ourselves. And there's just because of the stigma of we don't cry and all the things we heard growing up, there is this idea that it's wrong to feel those things. It's not wrong to feel those things. There's beauty and understanding. Where did this come from? What does this mean? How do I dance with it? And you'll gain the wisdom. And so I shared that earlier. What I want to kind of conclude with is learning to dance with my grief, learning what my emotions meant, allowed me to unpack so much about me, my upbringing, realizing I had trauma, that I had unhealed wounds that I needed to work through. I needed to sort through family dynamics outside of just the deaths of my sisters. And it allowed me to really get clear on what I valued. What do I value? What do I care about? I realize I don't value working hard. I realize I value quality time and I value deep, meaningful connections. Those had I not had been in a way, I, I feel like I was forced, but had grief not shown at my doorstep, I probably would have been going through the motions of working hard, getting my paycheck, climbing a corporate ladder, And not that that's wrong, but it back then I can honestly even say that I didn't feel rewarded through that. I didn't feel aligned or authentically myself at that time. It was the losses and the grief that allowed me to go deep and explore what was important to me and what values are important to me that I want to live through and have every single day of my life. And for that, now I truly can say my sister's death gave me my life back. And I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for that. I'm so grateful. There's no way I could have changed that or had that without that experience. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing just 
your wisdom, your energy, and your powerful practices with us. I felt kind of chills, tingles all through my body. And thank you for sharing this beautiful, um, yeah, just your beautiful wisdom with everyone. So here, like this, we're wrapping up this short mini session. And um, I'd love for you to share, like, how can people learn more about you? How can they get in touch with you? Absolutely. Well, my favorite medium is Instagram. So you can always reach out to me. My handle is at Diana lives with an S and you can also visit me on my website, which is uh, dianawayne.com. And I'll give you that to have in the show notes, but I would love to hear from anybody, especially if this resonates, would love to support anybody in their, in their journey. Yeah. So definitely check her out. And thank you so much, Diana, for coming on this podcast today. You're most welcome thank you so much for listening to the permission to become podcast if you like what you've heard don't forget to rate review or subscribe to this podcast and share it with a friend i'd really appreciate it i'd also love to hear any feedback you have so feel free to email me at permission to become at gmail.com